me pull up this. Okay, so today I kind of want to talk about um, God's purpose for our lives. Um, I'll start by reading from 1 Corinthians 9.16. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. So here Paul is talking about his calling from God, uh, which was to preach. It was something he enjoyed. Uh, it said in the last part of the scripture, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Um, he would have been upset if somehow he couldn't preach anymore because that was his God-given purpose that glorified God. So it's important to know with this uh, example of a God-given purpose that this is a secondary purpose in life. Um, it's something that was uniquely Paul's. But then there's also primary callings uh, that we all have. Unlike Paul's uh, calling to preach, this is something that every one of us has over our lives. It's to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus. See, God doesn't value us by what we have achieved or what kind of job we have or how many people we've witnessed to this week. No, he values us for who we are. Um, so now we have a bit better understanding of what a primary calling is in life. I'll go into some more detail about what a, a secondary calling is. Um, these are usually things like jobs or things we're gifted at, uh, but they're definitely not confined to these two things. It's, uh, there can be many other things as, as well. Um, Sometimes they aren't even things that we initially want to do. In Jonah 1, 1 to 3, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from God and headed for Tarshish, where he went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. So we can see from the scripture, Jonah, who got a pretty clear calling from God, he didn't get it right at first. In fact, he went in the direct opposite direction. So even if you feel like you've set sail um, in the wrong direction that God has called you to go, don't worry because... Later, Jonah goes on to convince the whole city to turn away from all of the evil stuff they were doing and turn to God. And another story we can take uh, encouragement from is Samuel. See, Samuel at this time was a boy around the age of 12. He was working under this guy called Eli. Uh, he was a prophet. Uh, so I'll read verses 1 to 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli. And said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. 
So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So finally, after four times, Samuel realized it was God that was calling him, not Eli. Now take note, God didn't pack his bags and set off just because Samuel didn't get it right. He was always there, patiently waiting for him to realize that God was right in front of him. This also applies to us when we're going through tough times. Like many times in the story of Paul, who was thrown into jail, beaten, and eventually died for his faith, God was with him every step of the way. His journey through life definitely wasn't steady, but uh, he persisted through it. So we can see from countless examples from the Bible, when you're going through even really tough times, or you've gone down the wrong path, maybe done some things that you regret in the past, even Paul early in his life, he was on the other team. He was a Pharisee and even helped stone to death Christians. And still God did so much to him later in his life. See, God doesn't give up on us at times. We can feel helpless or abandoned, but in times like that, have confidence that God is at your side. Um, in Deuteronomy 31, six says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Another point we can take uh, from Samuel's experience is that sometimes we need a little advice from someone who's more experienced than us. In Samuel's case, he needed Eli to help him realize it was God calling him. But for us, the Eli in our lives could look like a pastor, our parents, or just generally experienced uh, Christians in our lives. I think if Samuel needed some help to understand that God was trying to speak to him, um, it could be very beneficial to us um, to get some wise Christian counsel in our own lives. Uh, Proverbs 11.14 says, without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Um, If we look back on those two verses with Jonah and Samuel, we can see we don't have to get it right the first time uh, to do great things. If you've read the rest of the story of Samuel, you know he goes on to become a great prophet. Uh, Their past experiences didn't limit what God could do through them. In fact, it was quite the opposite. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 11 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. This shows that, thankfully, it's not our own strength. It's not by our own strength that we do great things. It's in our weakness that Christ's power can work through us. Uh, the last point I like to take from these uh, scriptures that we've been looking at is uh, one of the most important things I feel like, and it's it's not to feel pressured or panic that you don't know what God's calling is for your life. Neither Samuel nor Jonah were going on some grand adventures just to find their calling. They they weren't anxious that they didn't know what their secondary purpose was. They were just living their lives, doing their thing, and their calling found them. So while it's important to want this purpose, I think it's almost equally important to not be anxious about it um, or have anxiety that you don't know what it is because I don't think that's what God would want for your life. Um, so the last scripture I'll uh, share with you all before ending in prayer is uh, Philippians 4, 6 to 7. This is my favorite Bible verse of all time. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So Jesus, I pray that we can not only have a close relationship with you, but we can find our secondary purpose in life, uh, regardless of our shortcomings, past regrets. I pray that through prayer, we can find our purpose without anxiety or worry, rather through God and wise counsel from other Christians around us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.